Welcome to The Villain Was Right, the podcast where we look at movies and TV from the villain's perspective and dare to ask, were they really all that bad? I don't think they were. Uh, I'm your host, Craig Fay, And I'm your host, Rebecca Reeds. Nice. And, uh... Nice. <laughs> <laughs> we're finally getting oh, that intro down. Yeah. There we go. Somebody said their name correctly. <laughs> and uh, on this uh, this week's episode, we're, we're uh, tackling a monolith here. This is a very special episode. We're, uh, we're doing our first TV show, and we are doing The Office. Yeah. We're doing The Office. NBC's The Office. I'm going to be saying some things that people are going to disagree with. I I think I'm going to disagree with you. I know your thesis here, and I am... There's gonna be this might this Craig might, disagrees with me, but I, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I, I guess we'll start off by asking who who do you think is the 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 villain or supposed to be the villain? Of okay, the, so uh, I this this supposedly in, in my viewing of this, and we're really covering one story arc mainly. Okay, right. is uh, the Jim and Pam. This uh, yeah. this is a love letter to Jim. Okay, this the whole episode is just going to be a love letter to Jim. And me talking about how I think Pam is a fucking bitch. Okay. I said it. And I'm going to keep saying it over the course of this episode. I don't care. Craig disagrees with me. And I don't give a shit. We're doing it. So strong. Okay. So strong. I don't um, care. Pam is a bitch. And I think any <laughs> any woman that dates Jim outside of her, she like vilifies them in her fucking head. Okay. And she's like, well, you can't date it. He's mine. And you're the like evil person. It's like, nah, bitch. You're wrong. Okay. You're the villain. You're evil. I don't <laughs> evil, maybe a little strong, but she's a bitch for sure. Yeah. Okay. I think I think in terms of uh like if we're saying that uh Thanos is evil. <laughs> For destroying okay. half the universe, she, that Pam is probably she, something less than that. She's not evil, yeah. okay, but <laughs> I disagree with her on a lot of levels. Fair enough. Okay. Uh, for me, I think the villain of this show is supposed to be uh, Dwight. Really? Well, I, th- I mean, I think that's how it's presented. He's, oh, the, okay. he's, the, he's the foil to uh, oh, a lot I of see. what Jim and Pam do. He's the annoying guy, but uh, I think... If you look at him throughout the series, he's a little dumb, but he's also the guy who's like consistently top of sales. Yeah. Um, and just has a coworker who keeps like stealing his stuff and putting it in jello. Oh yeah, he's not wrong. Right? I think I think I think Dwight's a little bit, but I Dwight's never, a little weird. He but, is weird, but I've never seen. I guess you're right. Like I mean, the way they presented, I've just never viewed him as somebody who is villainous in the. In the whole scheme of things, I always viewed it as much more playful. I suppose. Yeah, uh, I think the uh, personally, I think the real life villain of this is Michael Scott. <laughs> <laughs> I've, uh, you know, we're going to be talking about Scott's tots. We're going to be talking about Scott's <laughs> we're gonna tots. Be talking about Scott's tots. Uh, I so I I love this show. This was like a huge show for me. Uh, I was going through a bit of a Jim and Pam situation at the time when these episodes were like coming out. So I was like, oh, this like oh, you so know, you really don't think Pam's a bitch? No, oh. I think I was rooting. They're my TV couple. Okay, like they're like Jim and Pam forever kind of thing. Um, mm. But I've never. I, I love the ensemble of this show. Mm-hmm. I think uh, Phyllis is one of the funniest characters. Uh, oh, in that whole thing, know. she just says some things like 
just so like soft spoken, but like <laughs> dirty. She's a, she's a dirty bird. Yeah. Uh, but I've never liked Michael Scott. I like, um, I'm blanking on who played Michael Scott right oh, now. Oh, um, Steve Carell. Steve Carell. I love Steve Carell. Sorry, I didn't know who you were talking. I was like, yeah. which, which character? What do you need? <laughs> I was like, we can't both be blanking on Steve Carell's name. <laughs> no, Steve Carell, man. Uh, love Steve Carell, yeah. but I never liked Michael. I would watch the show if you like edited it out. Michael, really? And I would, I would still love it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's that's my experience. I for the love Michael. I love him. He's he is my favorite. Now, see, and this is where we're gonna differ. My couple for that show is him and Holly. Like that was that was magic on screen to me. For sure. Okay, for sure. And then I think imp- the thing that impressed me about that is mm-hmm. how much I disliked Michael and was like, God, you're like the worst boss. You're the worst human being. And also, but now they've written a character, mm-hmm. Holly, who I see as matching you perfectly, and I'm cheering for you to get together. Yes. That, that to me was the brilliance of the writing of that mm, show, where you yeah, made yeah. me root for a character I've never liked. That's great. For I their love happiness. Michael Scott. I love him. Yeah. <laughs> But let's let's uh, can okay. we dive in? Absolutely. <laughs> let's let's dive in. So let's here. let's okay, go let's with your thing. Yeah. Okay. So we each watched a couple of episodes just to like I I didn't even really need to to be perfectly honest with you. I think I've rewatched it. Uh, it was actually a delight to rewatch it yeah. again. I so many things I forgot and good jokes. I think I've like watched that. the whole series in completion probably like ten times. Wow. Which is an Im- insane amount of television. Can I? Can I? Admit something here on the podcast? Yes, of I've course. I've never finished the series. Whoa. I got, I got to the same point, I think, yeah. in like season six twice. Yes. And just fair. stopped coming back to it every time after that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So like there was a few episodes uh, that we covered, which is season nine. That's the first time I'd seen those episodes. Okay. Yeah. All right. And maybe some of them uh, you can come around know, to my opinion a little bit. Okay. So we we picked a few episodes, um, yep. and I, okay. So one key one that I would like to point out is season season finale of season one. All right, season finale. Okay, we've got uh, we can really see that Pam and Jim have a they're emotionally cheating. Yep, <laughs> they are a hundred percent emotionally cheating, um, and Pam is really conducting most of this. Okay. This is really, this is really her. She gets, uh, so they bring in a purse vendor. Oh, this is the hot chick. Who, by the way, is Amy Adams. Amy Adams. I completely forgot that. And I will say, perfect casting. Oh, wonderful casting. Like, in, yeah, in, in, in like the pseudo, like, she's your hotter version. Hotter, I was yeah. like, yeah, you are, like, uh, Jenna Fisher is a very attractive woman. But, like, yes, Amy Adams looks like she could be your sister. Yes. You know okay. what I mean? Yeah. Excellent casting. They bring in this woman. Okay. Uh, Roy says she finds her attractive. Okay. Yeah. Roy is a huge dick. I don't think Roy is as huge of a dick as I think most people do. Okay. All okay. Right. I think, okay, because you're looking at a woman. Okay. So you're in a relationship with a woman where it is very clear that this is not like your your be all end all even though you're engaged right it is i don't think it is uh insane to think that he's also a little mentally checked out of this relationship a bit okay okay um he proves when he gets married that he is can actually be a wonderful person 
Okay, like he gets married. Did you? Oh, that might have been too late in the I, season I don't for think you. I knew that Roy I'm got sorry. Married. Okay, so Roy gets married. Okay, yeah. to a woman. He learns how to play piano. He puts like this beautiful ceremony on. It's like he owns his own gravel company. Like this guy gets it together. Okay. Yeah. Pam has been holding this guy back. <laughs> okay. Oh. Okay. That's Pam harsh. is in a weird like. Okay, because you gotta understand this woman is. Okay, it's not like they're dating and he's like her bad boyfriend. They're engaged. They're engaged, okay? And she's at work, okay, emotionally cheating on this man every single day. Knows, knows she's in love, okay? Knows she's in love with this man. She has to know she's in love with him because she talks to her mom about it on the phone all the time, which is something that they address in season season two, two, which we will get to in a moment, okay? (laughs) Okay? So so you got this guy. Like, even this scene. Like, let's just look at this scene, okay? Okay, Roy says something. Roy says something insensitive to Pam. Okay, in front of her coworker, says, "I if I would if we weren't dating, I would date. I her. would date her. Like she's very attractive. Whatever." Pam says, "We're not dating. We're engaged." Okay, which personally, just on a personal point, I don't see that huge of a difference between but whatever okay that very technical term i guess to pam it is very important that she is getting married and that people know she's getting married okay instead of saying something instead of being like i don't like that or please don't do that again or having a conversation about it she throws her fork and gets up and leaves the room okay Mm. this is not a good partner, okay? This is not somebody who is an emotionally stable person, okay? This is not a good relationship, okay? She's, I mean, I, yeah, I, I think everyone will agree that's not a good relationship for both of them. For both of them, absolutely. But I don't think Pam is... Because I think they really try and paint it like Pam is this we Like... Oh, you know she's getting she's uh, she's in this bad relationship and she just needs to get out of it and realize that Jim is the man for her. It's like. Well, you know this is an option for you from Jump Street, and you're just playing some sort of emotional, like, uh, juggling weird thing where you have to have the attention of two men at the same time for some uh, reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and I don't like it. She even gets, like, weirdly jealous of the new girl that comes in. This woman owes you nothing. Okay, this woman has been nothing but polite to you, and you've got this weird, like, jealousy about her. Yeah, because Jim asks her out on a date. Yeah, because Jim asks her out on a date. Jim is single. (laughs) He is. Jim is a single man. You are engaged, and you think it is emotionally appropriate to be jealous of the person over there. Oh, I don't think she thinks it's appropriate. I don't think you can help how you feel about that. I think think if you're, like, I I think, yeah, I think if there's some, like, uh... You deceive yourself, I think. It's a little bit of a bitchy move, though, Craig. Uh, uh, I mean, it's a little bit. You're you're painting me into a corner here (laughs) Uh, with logic and facts. (laughs) (laughs) I just ruined for those kids to get together. Are you kidding me? Like, like the the scene. I forget which episode it is, and it's just like this one little moment where uh, Jim is having like an awful day. Mm -hmm. Like everything's going wrong for Jim. And she falls just asleep on it, his shoulder. Falls asleep in his shoulder, and he goes. The episode just ends with "Today was a good day." Well, here's my and I'm just like ah, is that the, the only those kids can the make only it reason job. you're rooting for those two to get together is because you want Jim to be happy. It's the only reason why I ever wanted them to get together. It's not because I want Pam to be happy or I think Pam deserves this. I think Jim deserves everything in the world that he desires. Okay. <laughs> and if it's this wretched bitch woman, I oh, guess this wow. has to happen. No. Okay. Here's another thing where I'm gonna, <laughs> I strongly disagree with you. You're so 
really They're my couple. You. They're my couple. I'm rooting for them. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's like, it's not just that we're... Okay, sitcoms have this problem mm-hmm. where, like, you put people together because you the audience was told that they belong together, right? Absolutely. Like, and never... Like, The Office was the first show I saw mm-hmm. where they actually made people that had a dynamic that you're like, I understand why you're together. Jim and Pam were that the first couple to have that dynamic in my mind where they had playful banter. Mm-hmm, they both mm-hmm. love pranking Dwight, which is like probably not cool. Like they take that too far sometimes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> you want to talk about how they're evil. Like you talk about like, <laughs> the crazy emotional strain they put on mm-hmm. Dwight. But um, so like, I wasn't rooting for them because they're the sitcom couple that needs to get together, yeah. even though they're set up that way. It's like, oh, like you're watching two people be very good together. Absolutely. Yeah. They are good together. Okay. <laughs> that doesn't remove the fact that she is a bitch. <laughs> okay. okay. It's not. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. I will give you this. So. End of season two. End of season two. This, so this is our, goes, their next episode that we're looking yeah, at. Where So Jim tells her that he loves her. And she goes, uh, I, I forget the exact wording of what she said, but it's like, why would you do Like, what do you expect from me? Mm-hmm. Like, I can't do that, which is fine. And then Jim backs off, which is all good. But then he comes back and like kisses her because she's on her phone to her mother. Clearly, she's discussed this a bunch. Clearly. She has discussed this yeah. a bunch. Okay. And Think about that. Yeah. Think about that. Okay. Jim's really, yeah. And then you the get next married. Se- that's the season finale. And then mm. the next season starts with her saying, no, I can't. I'm getting married. And he goes, really? You're going to marry him? Yeah. And he leaves. And then she tr- first she tries to blame it on being, she's like, oh, we're just drunk. Yeah. You remember that? Yeah. Oh, we're just drunk. He, well, he, I'm not drunk. Are you drunk? No, I'm not drunk. Oh, okay. Like, this is such a weird <gasps> thing to say. She's just shy. And she's just like, she doesn't want to make a... Uh, I just... I, Get together. She just she she cheated on her fiance. Yeah, she cheated on her fiance. Her fiance, which by the way, okay, and this is I think this is very important to the story. Um, shows up to this casino night, even though he doesn't want to. He says off the top, he goes, "We're gonna have to come in here to work and pay for our own drinks." This is lame, and I don't disagree with them, even though they try and paint it like, oh, look at this fuddy-duddy. He doesn't want to have fun. I'm like, bitch, that sounds terrible. I get it. Okay? Didn't turn out to be terrible, but I understand. When he's leaving, when he gets in the truck, and Pam is kissing her fiancé goodbye, he says, you take care of her, Jim. He is completely and totally trusting within this relationship right now. True. Okay? And he has every reason to not be. Okay, <laughs> this is a man that has every reason to be jealous, and he's not. Yeah. Think about that. Okay, take care of her, Jim. I don't think that means, hey, go kiss her, Jim. <laughs> go get her, buddy. <laughs> Everyone at home's rooting for you. <laughs> what the fuck? You just saw your fiance. He left. He was at the party that you both were at, and then this you think it's appropriate. Yeah, yeah, this is a couple of hours later. Yeah, you think it's appropriate. Point. To just like, and she knows, okay? Don't tell me she does it. She knows. She's talking to her mom about it on the fucking phone, okay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is not good. Be- this is not the behavior of a good person, okay, Craig? <laughs> this is the, be- the behavior of a person but- that thinks they get whatever they want whenever they want it, okay? It's ridiculous. <laughs> I. 
Okay, but the- <laughs> <laughs> no, I but love no. Pam. <laughs> uh, I'll counter that uh-huh. with uh, when he walks in at the end of the third season and goes, "Hey Beasley, you free for dinner tonight?" I cried. I cried when I saw that again. This is a lovely moment, Craig. I will not take that away from you. It is very lovely. Because they belong together. Yes, okay. They they find each other through all these complex things. It's great. They didn't even have to do any of this, okay? This could have happened. No, it's not very good for the story arc. I could agree with that, okay? okay? Obviously, we need to have some drama in the series, okay? But she, she breaks off her wedding, and he transfers, okay? Oh, he transfers, and then she breaks out the wedding. Still. Yeah. There are things called phones. Okay. You pick them up. You dial the person. You go, hey, I think I want to fuck you now. (laughs) (laughs) That's how you do that, kids. Okay. Except no, but he's with Karen. But not at the beginning. Okay. Like, this is like time has passed. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, at least some time has passed. And we're going to get into Karen real quick. I love Karen. (laughs) I... Lo- I adore Karen. I think she, uh, yeah. And I do th- you remember that there is an episode where Karen looks right at the camera and says, Pam's a bit of a bitch. Yes. I and re- she is correct. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah, Craig. I don't like this at all. Yeah, we're going to get you there, Craig. No, we're going to get you on uh, my side, buddy. <laughs> uh, Karen, like, Rashida Jones as Karen was, like, one of the best additions to that show and I understand why she didn't come back for the fourth season uh, no. because they needed her not to. Oh, yeah, of course. But as far as like you, you could have so easily written that to be um, here's the annoying girl or mm. the, the dumb girl or or the the bitch of the girlfriend yeah. that Jim is dating now. And now we see that like mm. he does he deserves better. And you could have written that. And instead, Karen is like. A great character, same sense of humor as Jim. Seems wonderful. Seems wonderful. Even when they try and paint her, like, because sometimes, I don't know if you get this feeling from her, but, like, sometimes I feel like the show tries to paint her, like, she's being too much, or she's overreacting, or, like, oh, she's, like, weirdly jealous of Pam, and it's like, well, no, she should be jealous of Pam. Yeah, and a hundred percent, she is within her right to be jealous of Pam. And when she's like, "Oh, you know," like she was, I, and pretty cool about like, because when Pam goes and be like, "I broke off my wedding for you, Jim," in front of everybody, which, which was is a bit of a move, <laughs> a bit of a move, Greg, or a bit of a bitch move. <laughs> if you're it's, counting it's, at home, we're already up move. to a hundred bitches. It is a move. That it somebody is a on the bad. Show that- Bad yeah. move. We gotta okay. We gotta dive into this, okay? Because that whole speech is fucking outrageous. Okay, so I, I understand that this girl has been neglected all day. Okay, you've been told to write notes that you aren't really writing. Yeah, so, okay, because so you this think is that's at the beach, funny. And Michael's trying to find a replacement, so he asks Pam to keep yeah. notes on the the indescribable things about <laughs> Which is a great. <laughs> the there's so many great qualities. little. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Whatever, Pam. Whatever you think. Um, and she she walks across the hot coals, and then she does this huge speech. Because she, yeah, she's learning to stand up for herself, which is actually, I think, a very good arc for her in that season where she's advocating for the things that she wants rather than letting things happen to her. But I think she's doing it to the wrong group of people. This is a weird group of people to do this with, okay? Like, I understand that they're friends and whatever, but when she's like, it was really shitty that nobody showed up to my art show, 
do you know how many motherfuckers I've invited to comedy shows and they don't show up? If I was basing this off of people who did and did not show up to art things that I was putting on, I would have no friends, Craig. I would have no friends, okay? This is... This is outrageous as a claim. I could fill a stadium of people who've never been to my show. A hundred percent. Okay, this is it. Oh, I'm sorry they didn't want to go see your sketch of a stapler, Pam. Yeah. You fucking visionary. God damn it, that drove me crazy. So yeah, she starts also, off that, with that. that. That's if Jim had been around, you know, Jim mm. would have gone, and you know, he would have brought like some people. Yeah, like that would have been like, oh hey Beasley, like uh. Dwight's here now because I coerced people. Yeah, because he thinks he's working for the CIA. (laughs) Whatever, there's codes in the paintings or what have you. (laughs) Yeah, like it's just this big speech. And then she gives this big speech about how, like, she says, I broke off my wedding because of you. Yep. That's Um, That's a big thing to lay at somebody's feet. That is. Especially when their current girlfriend is there. First of all, I and I'm not 100% sure, okay? I am not uh, this isn't my field of study, but I think that's that's like emotional abuse, okay? You called off your wedding because of you. Okay? Like he didn't force your hand to call uh, off the wedding. It's it placing blame upon somebody because when you say it like that, you can say I broke off my wedding for you. I'm going to If you say for you, that's a very different statement. If you say I broke off my wedding because of you, that's fucked. Okay, you can't. Can you imagine somebody saying that to you, Craig? I broke up my wedding because of you. That's accusatory. Okay, I, I I did not cause it. I did not do this. Okay, you did this. Okay, I I'm gonna take a slight exception because I think what she says is, um, I call off my wedding because of you. I should have done it a long time ago, but I didn't realize. Uh, you made me realize what I actually wanted. Yeah, it's still pretty. <laughs> you're right. It's but still it's, pretty. It's, bitchy. it's just like knowing you, and 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 then mm. she does end it with, I I know that's my fault, yeah. whatever, and I miss being your friend. You were not friends anymore, and that sucks. But doesn't this feel even if you even if you take all those words yeah. and you have her say all the words she wants to say? There's still gonna be this, Jim and Pam, and I'm still isn't gonna this <laughs> a better speech that's done in private? Yeah, I <laughs> okay, I think, not in front of the current girlfriend and all of and your, the whole staff. like that's super embarrassing. This is it's pick your moments for yeah. sure, uh, but it's also less dramatic. <laughs> it's also what less dramatic that way i suppose get. so uh, but you could get what you want in a better way pam well and i think there's a flashback in the next episode where like after that happens like we know that jim and pam go off for a second and talk to each other yeah but we never hear what jim says until like mm-hmm. the next episode which is like he explains that he why he left mm-hmm. he's like i didn't leave like because of you, I left because I needed, yeah, something. I don't know, but then it's like very clear that they're supposed to get together. It's just, <sighs> it's just oh, when he, yeah, when he sticks his head in that door, it's just that's the other thing I love about this show is that they take these like big moments that have been a long time mm. building and they just throw it away as like a line, and it just destroys you emotionally, <laughs> which I love. <laughs> it's like when, oh, the two, like when Kevin drops the chili. <laughs> I think that's one of the saddest moments in the whole series. I don't remember. You don't remember Kevin dropping his chili? No. Oh, that's heartbreaking. He because it's one of the like you know when they do the opening. I'm pretty sure it's like one of the openings. Um, yeah. 
which some of them are so fucking good anyway but this one particularly like it gets me right in my fucking heart like it it hurts me deeply he kevin he's talking about how he makes this big pot of chili and he's like and he's talking about how he he slow cooks oh. the onions and he does this something he does this and he does it and it's like his his like year he, this is his thing it's this huge pot of chili and then he walks into the office and he drops it all over the carpet <laughs> And no one is in the office, so he's like trying to scoop it back in, and he's so oh. sad. And it just, it Kevin, honestly, like, Kevin uh, does break my. That's what I. I borderline again. cry every time. Oh. I borderline cry. So here's the moments that make me cry in this show. Uh, one is uh, when he sticks his head in and asks Pam out on the date. Yeah, the, done. She does do a very good job of welling up perfectly in that moment. Uh, perfectly, perfectly. Perfect. No tears, but like you can tell she's bitch is about to cry. Yeah. The other moment is, this is, I forget which season this is, but Jim and Pam have been dating long distance. Pam's in art school in New York. Yeah. And it's clear that they're not connecting as much Mm -hmm. as they used to. They're struggling at long distance. And they meet at this gas station halfway between the two. Yeah. And it's pouring rain. And they've set this episode up where you think they are going to have this big argument and that's going to be the end of Jim and Pam as we mm. know it. Cause you got to re again, you know, sitcoms, we got to reset and create more conflict. Of course. Will they or won't they? Yeah. That's what, that's the Ross and Rachel thing, right? We got, will they, they'll get oh. together then they'll break apart. They'll get together. So whole, I yeah, fucking they hate don't, Ross. they don't deserve to be I together. I hate Ross. That's fucking, they have no reason to be together. They have absolutely okay. zero reason no. to be together. And but, he makes her give up her career for him. Yeah, But Jim and Pam. No. So you're like, okay, they're doing the, obligatory we've been together for a while now they're going to break up and it's just this long shot from across the road of this gas station rain pouring down and you see the two of them get out of their cars and walk to towards each other and you're like this is it and then jim drops to one knee and proposes to her and then it just cuts to something else and it's like oh that's emotional for you oh that destroyed i'm getting chills just thinking about that (laughs) That was like, I was like, because like, oh my God, they're going to make it. These crazy kids are going to make it. They're not going to do the crazy sitcom thing where they get together and break up and they get together and break apart. And like, oh, now we. Oh, I don't think they could have pulled that off. They played with us for too long. No, it It was was too long coming. And then they got and they're like, oh my God, they're they're engaged. That's like these crazy kids are going to make it. They're not going to do the thing that they always do. Um. I will say, that being said, for your thesis, ah, the, one episode, the one episode where I will agree with you is, is come to the dark side, Craig. <laughs> come over. So this is the episode, The Lover, where it's revealed uh, that Michael Scott. Ah, yes. This is a key example in my thesis. Right. This, is a, this is a large part of this. So Michael Scott. After their wedding, mm-hmm. uh, Jim and Pam's wedding, yes. is dating uh, Pam's, Pam's mom. Mother. She does not conduct herself well in that episode. She whatsoever. does not conduct herself as an adult person. <laughs> I mean, but Michael Scott's a piece of shit. I understand that, but it is still your mother. Your your mother can decide what she wants to do. Okay. She is allowed to do whatever she wants. Mm-hmm. And so is Michael Scott. Yep. <laughs> this is not this. Okay. Here, here's where I really jump off here is when, when they have the meeting. Okay. When they're having yeah. a meeting and she gets into a chant of like, 
no more meetings, no more meetings. Like she doesn't, ha- there's a way, if you're really upset about this, there's a really nice way to handle this. There's a way where we sit down in an office, we have a chat, we do something. This is a professional work, professional. <laughs> I can't <laughs> believe I just said professional. Yeah, Jesus this is a Christ. terrible I gotta, office I'm gonna, to work I'm going to remove that. I'm going to strike that this from is the a, record. This, okay? this is but an But this office. is still an office. <laughs> And this is still a man that can fire you from your job, okay? This is still a place where you need to at least conduct yourself with some sort of, uh, uh, you, you, you got to be appropriate, okay? You have to be an appropriate person. Shouting no more meetings because your boss is fucking your mom is crazy, okay? And she gets mad at Jim for not telling her. Yep. And I would like to point out, in a more serious note, okay, um, if someone is worried about what the reaction of another person is going to be, maybe that person's not emotionally stable. Mm. 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 Think about that, Craig. Mm. Think about that for a hot second. Maybe if you're worried about how your partner is going to react to something, maybe they're a loose cannon. Mm? Maybe. Maybe they're a big old bitch. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I would say, yeah, but given, okay, here's the thing. Cause I think, as I said, I think Michael Scott is the real villain of the <laughs> office. I, I really do think this. So okay. if, if you total up all the emotional tolls mm-hmm. that Michael Scott has inflicted on Pam yeah. specifically, but the office in general, mm-hmm. like this is a man who has caused her the most pain and frustration. Okay. Uh, I think she would have left that job long ago if Jim didn't work there. Like, I think she's there for Jim. Yeah, but she also, okay, for this so, argument, so for, for this so argument for, to take so, flight. So for her mm-hmm. to be like, that's the worst thing that could possibly happen to her is like her mother. Who, uh-huh. I think earlier in the season, her mom got a divorce. Yeah. And that was like traumatic for her. Because, like, she thought they would make it or whatever. Yeah, like she that. also got mad at Jim that time, too, because she thought that she was like, oh, they divorced because of a conversation that Jim had with mm. her dad. Do you remember that? Yeah. Jim and her dad have a conversation. She finds out it's because they talk. She gets fucking mad at him until she finds out what she said because she's all emotion and no follow-up, okay? She doesn't investigate a situation before she flies off the goddamn handle oh, about it. Oh, because Jim didn't even know what he said. It's just the dad said, I talked to Jim, and I I talked to Jim, and then she puts it on her Jim. parents' but, divorce. But what Jim said ends up being, like, the sweetest the, thing just in the world. Which lovely, because like, he's a like, lovely... about how much he loves Pam. Lovely man who deserves the best craig and then his father realizes that he Mm -hmm. never loved her mother that much and you're just like i mean that's that's a complex emotional thing to take on but my parents are divorcing me because you love me so much like (laughs) yeah yeah, yeah. this girl's like flying off the handle on shit i don't know but uh, like i get I think she overreacted. I don't think Pam presents herself well in that episode. No. I think realistically what you do is go, you know what? This is the day I just came back from my honeymoon, but I'm still going to take a day. I'm going to take a lap because I got to deal with this. But Michael creates a hostile work environment for everybody there. There's nobody in that office who likes him. You know what I mean? He's he's going around t- telling sexist, racist, homophobic jokes all the time. Okay, but if Pam, if Pam really 
hates this man. Okay, if Pam really feels... Everybody really okay, hates this man. Yeah. If, if Pam feels this deep emotional abuse that we are claiming, okay, or some sort of uh, uh, emotional trauma, why did she leave with him when she started? he started her own, his own yeah. company? Yeah. Okay. okay, I don't think there is, there is a better friend dynamic here than I think... Uh, that's you know it's all it's it's not all surface here i think there is there is love there is emotion she was very upset when he was leaving yeah uh okay yeah it's (laughs) it's it but come on craig what i will say is a mere five episodes later (laughs) after the lover episode (laughs) same season yeah we get to Scott's tots. Oh. <laughs> so this is just a side I episode. Think I, why I, I think I figured out why I stopped watching in season six. Because we were just like, oh, yeah, Pam's the worst in this episode. Michael's the worst in Scott's tots. Oh, God, Scott's yeah. tots. I will tell you, anytime, anytime I have watched Scott's tots, I don't know if you guys do this. I, I feel like most people do this, but this might just be a weird thing that I do. Do you ever turn down the volume the more embarrassing something gets? <laughs> I'll be in my home with right. it on the TV, and I'll just have the remote in my hand and go, oh, we got to turn down this part. I can't listen to this on full volume. I'll still listen to it, but for some reason it feels better. I can't if it's let like, other people know that like, I just is... like I can't. I, there's something about like I watch it at a lower volume. It's a weird like secondhand embarrassment. It's like you're in, you're you're mortified for those people. Like it's on the, well, the more of things, those people. It's horrifying. Although I do love oh, I love how much Stanley loves it. Yeah. He thinks that it is fucking hilarious. Stanley is also a great character. <laughs> uh we didn't watch it for this, but the Did I Stutter episode is brilliant. I love and this is in later seasons, so I don't think you would have seen this episode, but there's one where they all get transferred or not all get transferred, but a section of them get to go down to Florida to their new like yeah, head yeah, office yeah, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. And uh, Jim goes on that. I, I'm going to fuck it up a little bit, but Jim basically said, he goes, you know, like when I first started working here, um, you know, I just kept thinking like, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to end up like Stanley. I don't want to end up like Stanley. And he goes, and now um, I just don't know if I have what it takes. <laughs> I don't know if I have what it takes to be Stanley. <laughs> Stanley gets down there. He rents a car. He gets fucking wild. Yeah. Okay. He's drinking during the day. I love Stanley. Oh, he's great. And like in the fun run, it's like him, Creed, Creed and Andy it. just, no, no Oscar. It? Oscar yeah. just go and get drinks and stuff. I'm like, yeah, like Stanley is the perfect person in that like he's he's the guy who's figured out that office yes he knows what's going him on and this phyllis. is chaos him and phyllis yeah. are like yeah this is all chaos you can it's good because you can do what you want yeah and <laughs> I you gotta here, do what you want did i stutter it's like such a great episode and uh oh, what was my okay so scott's tots scott's so tots. he's loving it he goes has it been 10 years already and this is as you said one of the most cringeworthy this is why i couldn't get into the uk office because I can't mm. stand this kind of like... It's too much. Yeah, it's, it's a lot. It's too much cringe. And like it, like Michael Scott becomes, transcends from being a real just oblivious idiot to full on... Like actively villain. malicious. Yeah. yeah. You have ruined the lives of these kids. So if you, ha- like if you, if you haven't watched the episode, yeah. essentially what happens here is he promises, ten, 10 years before this, he promises a bunch of children that he is going to give a full ride, okay, like tuition, the whole full ride to an entire class of individuals. 
these individuals have since that day been sending him letters and artwork and having him come to the school and like do big things for him. And if you know anything about Michael Scott's financial situation, (laughs) it's not going well. This is not a, this is not viable. Like you can't do this. Like it is physically impossible for him to do this, but they set up a whole day for him. He has to go because he's canceled seven times. Yeah, that is some seven times just avoiding the problem. And he has to go and it's the whole episode is just him going to face the music of him telling these kids. people, these kids that he cannot pay for their college, that he can everything pay for their that college. they've worked hard for. He isn't going to be able to he do is absolutely not going to be there, able to deliver. There is no resolution to this conflict except for who is it? I think Aaron says she does. She has the best silver lining you can in this situation, but it's still yeah. not a, Nothing is solved. Those Basically, kids are she's still just like, oh, like they they all completed their high school though, like which and in a greater rate than they would have if they weren't Scott's tots or whatever. Yeah, um, but these people, I assume, will immediately turn to drugs after this. <laughs> I don't know what you do. I, I don't. I would. I just. <laughs> this is insane. You certainly stop trusting people. That's for sure. Yeah, that's what I mean. There's and there's no like ironic twist or it just ends with. Lives ruined, and now we go back to the office, and we never check in with these kids again. It does seem like such an odd one-off episode. Like I, it's wonder, a huge misfire, like, in my opinion, as far as this show goes. Yeah, like it is. It is too far past the line. Like, like, and we talked. <laughs> I love that. I just love thinking about how we talked about how you know, wiping out half of the population might not have been a bad thing, but this is the fucking line. (laughs) This is it, people. We cannot. You cannot (laughs) go back on a promise to a kid. To your children. (laughs) That's so... (laughs) Also, I didn't like in that episode just how mean people were to Aaron. Like, Aaron's like this, like, Mm. bubbly... And everyone's like, you're not doing your job right, or like, you're mean, or like, I'd rather have Pam. Like... Michael's a huge dick to Aaron, right? Uh, played by the uh, amazing Ellie Kemper. I love her. She's she's so good in this, and like Kimmy Schmidt has its problems, but she's not one of them. No, 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 no. Her, I think her she's acting a... and her. Uh, presence. Do you ever watch her back in like Derek comedy days? No. Oh, very good, very good. Yeah. Like when she's younger, she does like um, some sketches, and she was in a movie with uh, Donald Glover. Um, what the hell is that movie called? It's a really good movie. It's like a, um, it's, it's kind of like what you would expect if a sketch troupe wrote a movie. Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's very good. I would check it out. Sweet. Uh, if I can remember the name. That's all right. Uh, yeah. She's a great addition to the cast though. Like Mm -hmm. she brought this kind of like fun energy, but like, I don't like how mean people were to her. Yeah. But also she has the best relationship with Michael. If you, oh, okay. I'm sorry. If you continue to watch the show, I don't know when you dipped out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you so dip out before Michael leaves? Yeah. Okay, so you did. So you didn't get to see this relationship really, bud. Like they become like she is the perfect assistant for this man. Like uh, she, it, can, it like they're both a kind of a little perfect unhinged, a little dynamic. Weird. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Loves like at one point, like when Pam gets back. Uh, from her honeymoon and she says oh like I would like to can we put out some candies and she goes oh, yes. oh that's fine I get, I'm just going to check with Michael first 
And then Michael goes, oh, thank you so much for asking. Yes, of course, it's fine. That's true. That's true. They have a good dynamic. I like those two. Uh, okay, I'll give you that. And again, <laughs> strength of the show where, like, I don't like Michael. I don't think he's a good boss. I don't think he's a good person. But the fact that you could write people that I see getting along with him yeah. is, is a credit to that show. Um, another slight detail I liked, which kind of grounded the show a little more in reality, uh, which was Michael, especially in the first couple seasons, was mm. almost cartoonishly uh, buffoon-like. Yeah. Like, making the dumbest decisions. And, like, they, they sort of figured it out as as probably season three rolled around. Mm. But at one point you go, like, how the hell did this guy ever learn to be manager? And there's one episode where he goes out on a sales call. and Oh, yeah, when they go to Chili's. You go to Chili's and he's telling all these jokes and you yeah. think, like, God, what a what an ass. And it ends up being that everything that makes him an ass is exactly what this person wanted and how he makes sales. 100%. And, it, and oh, that's when we hooks up with Jan, too. That's uh, uh. in the parking lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, there was this moment where you're like, oh, you were good at something. Mm -hmm. You're way out of your league as far as being the boss. But, like, you were a good salesman. Yeah. You I don't know? think... I also don't think... <laughs> And this might be a weird opinion. I don't think Jan's as bad. As oh, yeah. Jan's, Jan's totally unhinged. Jan, yeah, but Jan is having like a fucking life crisis. Like my heart goes out to this woman a little bit. F a little bit. Can you imagine being the boss of Michael? Like, first of all, having to deal with that relationship, you're always going to come off as a bitch. Okay. Yep. No matter what, because you have to be the serious one. Right. Like you have to tell the child that they can't play with the toy or do whatever. Like, my, yeah, my favorite is just the dead silence on the conference call and no Michael. And like, <laughs> 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 like, I mean, that's uh, like, she definitely, she definitely has some bad moments, but like, there are moments where I'm like, oh, Jan, like, I, I just feel bad for you, man. <laughs> like, she, well, I mean, she's a downward spiral, and I don't think uh, Michael I just don't Scott think she's as villainous as, like, oh, like they, really? uh, yeah, I like, I really think they paint her as, like, a really bad person, and I'm like, ah, like, she's she just is, not. She is. She really is. <laughs> she really is. <laughs> she really is a bad person. Oh, and I think this is the best episode of The Office. I will hold this up against anything is the dinner party. Oh, you think that's the best? I think the dinner party is the best episode. I'm going to counter you. Okay. Okay. Uh, the safety episode. Oh, is it the one where he throws something off the roof? Where, no, where uh, Dwight lights part of the office on fire, but like simulates. <laughs> oh, yes. He simulates that. He the, lights a garbage can on yeah, fire. Yeah, he lights and, like, a garbage can on doors. fire, locks all the doors, and everybody freaks the fuck. First of all, I think that's the funniest opening it scene. It is very funny. To anything I've ever watched. I was like the first time I watched that, I was fucking crying was laughing. It like Oscar falls through the ceiling or something. Oscar falls through the ceiling. <laughs> Angela throws a cat. Like there's like a lot happening, um, which I love so much. Like the whole chaos, like they throw a they throw the copier at the window. Like they're like <laughs> things to get it's, like, yeah. it's absolute utter chaos. And also in that episode. Uh, well, is that where Stanley has, Stanley a, heart has a heart attack? And then um, Dwight cuts off the face. Yes. Okay. Every every cor by the way, every corporate first aid training I've got been to yeah. since then, uh, they use that. They show that clip of the office where they're singing like "Staying Alive" yeah. and stuff like. Uh, 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 <laughs> Andy, Andy's doing that. <laughs> 
<laughs> that's up there. That's up there. But I think as far as oh, I love just, that. Like the dinner party to me is pure payoff the entire time. And there's a, there's an especially great one where Jim goes. Uh, so so they're they're invited to they get tricked into a dinner party yes. at Michael mm-hmm. Scott's house with Jan there, and um, uh, Jim and Pam are there, and Jim goes. Oh, um, I actually just got a call from my landlord. Uh, it's flooded, and so like I need to go over there right away and like ch- check it out. And they, Michael goes, "Oh no, that's so terrible!" And they just cut to Pam, who like sees what he's doing and just smiles, so delighted, and goes, "Okay, Pam, so I guess like we got to go now." And then Michael goes, "Well, if it's your place, there's no reason Pam needs to go." <laughs> <laughs> and then Jim just like looks at her. He's like. <laughs> You're absolutely right. And Pam's just like, really, Jim? You're going to leave because you can get more stuff. There's only one dinner party. <laughs> and Jim's like, yeah, I'm going to stay. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, it kind of illustrates your point where it's like, but whatever. Also, yeah, don't, don't Pam, leave. Pam wouldn't even let him leave. Yeah. And she also locks him into later on when they're, uh, she tries to pull the same thing when she's got to go out to uh, lunch with her mother and Michael Scott. And Jim, she goes, oh, I have an emergency phone call. And he goes, fuck no, we're not doing that. He was going to make, she was going to make him go. Like, he was going to have to go to that birthday lunch by himself with Michael and this fight and her fucking mother. That's a weird. That's a, that's a dick move. Pam's not. uh, She's not on the up and up, Craig. You got to at least admit that. She's got some faults. Okay. She pulls I think ev- some, shady, some, some shady shit. I think everybody in the show has faults to certain. I don't think Pam's <laughs> faults. I don't think Pam's faults are worse than anybody else's. Let's put it that way. I th- well, my uh, what I take issue with. Okay, and I I will agree with that statement. But what I take issue with is this idea when you talk to people about the office, they're like, "Well, Jim, Pam's the best. Pam's like this this like wonderful angel person that has done no wrong." And I'm like, "No, nah, if you look closely, she's doing a lot of wrong shit. <laughs> okay, she's doing a lot of messed up things." Through the whole thing. Listen, should you have emotional affairs with coworkers while you're engaged to somebody else? No. No, nobody but made you be engaged. Nobody made you do that. But they belong together, Rebecca. <laughs> they belong together. So it's okay. It's okay. This is ridiculous. Okay, we gotta... Okay. Also, I think Dwight's a very hard worker, and he maybe has some weird social cues and stuff, but he doesn't deserve all the uh, shit that he constantly gets from, uh, from Jim. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call it there. He's a hard worker, and uh, Jim deserves to be sabotaged. There we go. Absolutely. Even though I love Jim. Anyway. So then we've got... Okay, so then later on, in later seasons, we've got the story arc where um, Jim is in Philadelphia a lot because he started a business. Yes. I don't know how much of this yeah. you have watched. I watched I a might, couple episodes. Because I might start throwing down some facts on you. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so this is a story arc where I think Pam's really showing her true colors, and I really really think this is fucked up okay jim first of all starts this business he wants to get in on this business pam's not having any of okay she's really not having any of it and then finally he tells her what's going on um they she goes okay obviously you want to do this i'm just sad that you felt like you couldn't tell me again i would like to bring up a point if somebody feels like they can't tell you something mm. Maybe there's something wrong here. Okay, maybe there's maybe there maybe there's something to take issue with here. Then 
when they do finally get it together where they're like, okay, we're going to invest a bit. You're going to go down to Philadelphia a few days a week, what have you. She really starts getting on the pushback of like, okay, well, this is, this isn't good. Like this isn't going well for me. I have to take care of the kids, whatever. But she never verbalizes this to him. Okay. Really never says anything really. Okay. Mm -hmm. They go to, uh, there's, there's one major argument where they go to, um, where she goes to the dance recital. Did you watch that one? No. Okay. So Cece has a dance recital. She goes, Jim's like, I'm having a really hard week. I can't go tonight because we have this investor investor dropped out, whatever. I have to stay tonight. Can you please, please, please make sure you get a video of this recital? She then starts on her camera, whatever, sorry, her cell phone. She gets a phone call, decides it's appropriate during her child's recital to take said phone call. Okay. Because it's about her and her mural that she might get commissioned for in the city. She picks it up. She gets it. She's very excited. Doesn't record. Like she fucks up, doesn't record the rest of it. Jim gets upset, obviously. Okay. And she has a breakdown in front of one of the cameramen. And that's when he gets in trouble. Oh, that's what that, uh... that's what they're talking about. Yeah. So, and then doesn't tell him that she's like feeling overwhelmed or whatever. It's like, yeah, but you were being selfish. You show up. Okay, you don't record it. And even though they're like, oh, well, she's not good at technology, whatever. She wasn't willing to li- He gave her, he tried to give her advice about how to do it. And she wouldn't listen to him. Also, wasn't the, uh, <laughs> why does Pam have to film it? You've got a documentary crew <laughs> following you around. That is an excellent <laughs> point, Craig. I at no point... <laughs> Had thought of that. <laughs> so, yeah, take the phone call and yeah, just be like, hey, just, production company, can we could you just point it that way? <laughs> I'll it, sign a release for my kids. It's yeah. Fine. So, uh, um, anyway, so yeah, then then she gets into this thing where they she's supposed to find a job there. Yeah, when we get Bob Odenkirk as the uh, That's great. Stan and Michael Scott, amazing job. Phenomenal, phenomenal performance. Love that man so much. Yeah. Um, she's unwilling to move to Philadelphia. Yeah, that's a bit of a weird one. But also, I, I think in her defense, it's like you have two kids at this point. You have a you have life, two kids house, that uh, don't go to school, though. Okay, this is mm. the time to move. Okay, this is when you move. You don't move when they're in school because now they already have friends and right. and they're already like ingrained into what they do here. Okay, like buying another house shouldn't be a problem because mm-hmm. it and Jim seems very willing to do that. And she just keeps saying, I like my life in Scranton. I like my life in Scranton. I would never. If you, I would never do that to my partner. That's insane. He's starting a business. Yeah. And there, when she has lunch, she's, he's like, that's kind of out of left field that you don't want to move here. Yeah. You, you yeah, work at enough. a paper company that you've worked at for most of your life. Are you not? Bo- as like, a temporary thing. As a temp- I, everybody's there like not like Jim's on his way out even in the first season. Yes. Just like I'm going to do this until something else comes up. Exactly. Okay. Like I don't under, I think this is just, it drives this story arc drives me fucking bananas. Now at the end they do like kind of like gloss over and they rectify it. They're like, Oh no, we're all good now. We figured it out. I'm going to, but it's that whole thing of like, this is my life. This is da da da. Like it needs to be like this. This is how I like it. That's fucked. Okay, that's fucked up. And it's really, I just, really, you don't deserve Jim. You don't deserve him, Pam. Oh, my God. That's a, that's so harsh. No. You don't deserve him. Jim okay. and Pam forever. <laughs> <laughs> you, just, you melt my heart. 
It's fucking bullshit. Yeah. If and they then, can't make it, no one can. So then we watched <laughs> uh so we watched the uh Valentine's Day episode. Yeah. Where it turns out that she's kind of kind of having an emotional affair again. Uh, Are we seeing a pattern, Greg? Yeah. Are we seeing a workplace pattern? Yep. She's got some problems. Mm, things aren't going well over here. Well, I guess I better go over here to where <laughs> this guy's paying attention to me. Oh no. Hmm? Yeah, no, hmm? I'm not I'm not here for that. <laughs> Jim and Pam. You, those, they gotta make it, those kids. <sighs> this is fucking but I don't want. I mean, you make some very convincing points, and I just don't want to believe them. <laughs> <laughs> I the- tell you, if you rewatch it, because okay, the thing is, is that I hadn't I, I watched it when I was younger. Like, I watched, uh, like, up until whatever. Like, I had the seasons on DVD, yeah. and I watched them at home. Back when we had uh, physical <laughs> had media. To, yeah, when you had to do that. <laughs> um, and I was very much of your attitude. Right. Certainly. And then I can't remember who I was talking I was talking to somebody, and they pointed out, they're like, they just watched, like, a one-off episode. Like, or they, like I was just watching it, and then they just watched the one episode, and they were like, oh, who's this girl? She seems like a bitch. And that really stuck in my head. And I was like, yeah, maybe she is. And then I watched, and then I went back and watched them. And I was like, oh my God, she really, really is. She's the villain of The Office. Yes. And there you go. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, (laughs) I think you've laid out your points well. (laughs) (laughs) Craig does still not agree with me fundamentally. I'm going to go home and watch uh, all the episodes that make me cry. (laughs) I'm just going to watch uh, Kevin dropping that chili on Pete. (laughs) I just, (laughs) I choose to believe in love, Rebecca. Uh, I'm sorry that. (laughs) Gross. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever, Craig. But I think uh, I think we've come to that time, right, where we can uh, yes do absolutely. the uh, yeah. So let's uh, let's do as we do every week. Let's uh, uh, end our discussion by giving a definitive ranking of how good the villain was. Uh, so I guess uh, <laughs> who did we establish was the actual villain? Who was supposed to be the villain? I think. I think there's a well. I mean, it changes over the course it's of true, this, yeah. all of the seasons. But I do genuinely feel that there is always a weird negative thing towards anyone that dates Jim. Mm. Okay, so you're saying anybody who dates Jim, anybody is who the dates Jim that isn't Pam, okay, is a fucking bitch apparently. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so uh, rank rank your villain then. Who? Oh, uh, I gave it uh, from a. Beats to Battlestar Galactica. Nice. I gave it a Is That My Baby? <laughs> <laughs> Beats, Bears, Battlestar, Battlestar Galactica. Galactica. <laughs> I did watch a compilation of the best pranks. Oh, so good. So good. The one, okay, I will say that my favorite one of the pranks is when they're going over all of the pranks that, like, they're, they're going over all the things. Yes. And he goes, I hit myself with my phone yeah, today. Jim, Jim made me hit myself <laughs> in the phone. <laughs> That's fucking brilliant. And then I they cut to how Jim actually did it. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, Dwight. That's the thing. Dwight is so fucking paranoid. But, he, but, he's, but he's right. Not, he's right to be paranoid. He's right. Because Jim snuck in every day, added a single penny to the, his handset, and then came one in one day and removed them all. Oh, my God. Brilliant. The amount of time. And I love in that same episode where they... Uh, he goes. Jim goes. 
Yeah, you know, when you hear them all read out like this, it does seem a bit excessive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's not wrong. Yeah. So uh, for Dwight, uh, my villain, uh, I, I think Dwight's supposed to be the villain uh, in, in terms of, uh, in the scale of employee of the month uh, to escorted from the building by security. <laughs> I'm going to give Dwight a strong verbal warning. Oh. Yeah, that's right. And I'm going to say Michael Scott was the real villain of this whole thing as Exhibit A, Scott's Tots, Scott's case closed. <laughs> no further questions, Your Honor. <laughs> I mean, it's a good argument. Uh, but before we get to our heroes and villains of the week, there are a uh, couple ways that you can help out the podcast. Uh, first of all, uh, if you're listening, thank you so much. Yeah, thanks uh, for being here. Oh, my God, you're our best friends. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, best thing you can do to help the podcast right now is, like, as you know, we're just, uh, just getting started. Uh, so what you can do, uh, tell your friends about it. Uh, tell them to listen to The Villain Was Right. And uh, also, you can go on iTunes. And uh, if you can rate and subscribe on iTunes, that really helps us move up the rankings. We appreciate it. It's uh, You know, it's kind of nice listening to what you guys write. Or like, refresh, refresh, refresh. Has yeah. anyone written anything new? And send um, us in, like, ideas. Yeah, we're cool. Send with us that. in ideas for stuff. Uh, we're we're doing a um, we're doing a fan request next week. So oh, we are. Yeah, yeah we're a doing big a, one. Yeah, big one. So you know, if you've got a request, send it in. We love it. We'll yeah. do it. Uh, Villain was right at gmail dot com for yeah. that. If and you want. Uh, yeah, or you can even get, reach out to us on Twitter or Facebook, um, VWR podcast, um, or just on Facebook. Villain was right. Yeah, um, yeah, and we uh, we can't guarantee that we'll do your suggestions, but uh, no, because some always of you open. might have. Terrible suggestions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the villain was right, but the audience is only right some of the time. Uh, uh, but yeah, you guys are amazing, and uh, thank you so much for listening. And tell your friends, and uh, let us know what you think of the episodes. We always love hearing from you. Uh, and now uh, we move on to our hero and villain hero of the week. Hero and villain of the week. <laughs> You're excited about this. I don't, I I don't like know it. why I'm feeling sing-songy. Nice. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm here for it. Uh, yeah, so uh, this, is, this is the people who either uh, 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 excited or disappointed us uh, this past week in our personal lives. Uh, Rocco, do you have a hero or a villain this week? Uh, I've, got a, I've, I've got a light villain. I've got a villain where I'm like, mm, I disagree. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> you know okay. what I mean? I got a hero this week. Oh, so okay. you wanna, uh, let's, let's go. Let's end with yours. Okay, I, sure. I think mine, light villain. Mine is just the um, the Canadian government <laughs> for okay. how they unrolled legalization. <laughs> oh, okay. This has been a terrible mess, team. Okay. So for those of you who don't uh, know, uh, Canada. Yeah, we're in Canada, by the way. BT uh, dubs. <laughs> and we legalized marijuana on October 17th. We did that. Uh, yeah, pretty recently. Uh, or last month. And pretty much everybody's run out of everything. <laughs> They're on back order. Nobody can get anything. If you can get it, it's like some of these stores are only open three days a week. Mm-hmm. And the whole government's like, we didn't know demand was going to be this high. <laughs> it's like, well, <laughs> I don't know about that. Yeah. I mean, they'll figure it out. But I it's know. Like, and wasn't there another thing that was like, in Ontario, you can only get it through the mail, but like you Canada can... Post is on strike. Yes. Also, what kind of a system is like, yeah, we'll mail weed? Like, y- yeah. you know? Yeah. <laughs> There were already, okay, There were, we could get into a whole thing about it, but I will say very quickly, there was already systems set up for people to sell weed through, uh, you know, specific, like, storefronts. Okay? Oh, yeah, and then there the were already happened, There were already yeah. tons of them, okay? Whether it was legal or not, uh, definitely wasn't, but they were happening. 
you could have really set up an easy structure through that and let people have individual businesses yeah like you would have a bar or something like that. I, yeah, 100% um, I agree. Instead of putting everything through one of the most strained resources we have right now, which is the Canada Post, <laughs> okay, who are on strike right now. <laughs> or rotating strike, pardon me. So, yeah, they. I would say villainous, I don't know. <laughs> Don't don't, th- don't but mm, don't delete your deodorant from your phone. <laughs> yeah. Also, I don't. I do not trust ordering things online like that. It's like it's I like do pants. not trust. You that. don't know if they're gonna fit. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, I don't know what list I'm on now. Yeah. If that makes sense. Anyway, we'll get That's to your right. let's let's do your hero. Okay. So my hero. Uh, this happened a couple weeks back. I was. Um, going into the subway and i witnessed like the coolest thing i've ever seen so uh the subways here in toronto like they're kind of like cowboy doors like they swing open and oh, stuff I hate and you, them. yeah they're, they're so not bad. designed well tell me they're, I, you're they're, an engineer. they're designed horribly okay there because i feel that way but they, i'm not sure. they're always broken uh <laughs> <laughs> they never open fast enough the things it's a disaster but there's basically these cowboy style doors and there's like what like a like maybe like a, a two inch gap between the doors yes. in the middle so i was Walking into the subway station, mm-hmm. and these two kids uh, were in front of me, and this was so perfectly choreographed. I it will take me longer to describe this than it did for them to do it. So the one kid takes off his backpack, mm-hmm. throws it to his buddy, turns sideways, sucks in his gut, and slips through the gap. No, he does not. Yeah, slips through the gap in there. His friend then tosses the bag back over to him over the turnstile. Yeah. The kid then walks to exit so the doors open from the other side. His friend then walks through and into the subway, and it like maybe took 15 seconds tops to do this. How it was thin? so well orchestrated. It was like if they just jumped the turnstile, it'd be like, ah, kids. Yeah. But like this was like, this, this was like, it's like modern work. dance. <laughs> it was beautiful. It was like they had like the back pass, backpack passing back and forth, yeah. timed perfectly. Like it was, it was like w- watching artists at work. So they, How they're thin my is hero. this kid? Oh, super thin. Like, Jeez, like you're thinking of that big, gap, right? That's not a big gap. <laughs> that's really small gap. Yeah, I think he like kind of forced his way through a mm. little bit. Like there's a maybe a little give, but that's like, why they're all broken. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think I think 100% you can just push your way through these things. That's what. Yeah, yeah and why they would design it to be that uh, way is beyond a, uh, me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Greg's is, getting his it, grumpy man it, face it, on. Also, uh, the Ontario government screwing up uh, that roll-up. But anyway, that's a whole other thing. Uh, uh, <laughs> presto card system. Fucking, fucking bullshit. Presto cards. Um, but that's my hero of the week. Just, yeah. some, just some kids uh, doing some fair evasion. But support public transit, everybody. It's very important. <laughs> <laughs> Save the planet. Yeah. Uh, and we're, uh, I think that does it for us, but where can uh, people reach you, Rebecca? Oh, you can find me at Rebecca Reads, uh, or you can uh, check out my website if you want to see what shows I'm on, uh, RebeccaReads.com. Sweet. And uh, you can get me at Craig Fay Comedy, uh, Craig Fay Comedy on Facebook, CraigFay.com. Uh, and as well, I've got some live shows uh, coming up. So the week that this podcast is being released, um, 
Uh, I will be actually in Kingston, Ontario, uh, performing at Absolute Comedy there. And uh, the week after, December 5th through 9th, you can catch me at Absolute Comedy in Toronto. So come check me out. And uh, that's that's it. Nice. That's been our episode. All right. Thanks. See you guys later. Cheers. The Villain Was Right was produced by Andrew Rivemi for the From Superheroes Network. For more great podcasts like this, as well as YouTube series, webcomics, and so much more, visit FromSuperheroes.com. <laughs>